Welcome to the Sherlock's Weekly Highlights podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Maya Lucky, Charlotte Collins, Astrid Carter, and founder of Social Pantry, Alex Head. So first of all, this week, I wanted to talk about Massimo Dutti, because it's somewhere that I used to go, um, but suddenly this season, I really want to go there. Yeah, I agree. It's somewhere that I always used to go, like, in Spain in the summer with my mum. You know, I wanted to do, like, Zara and H&M, and then there was Massimo Dutti, which was, like, the boring adult version of. grown up. Yeah, or, yeah, or the grown-up version of. But actually, this season, it's really kind of hitting the nail on the head with kind of grown-up fashion, I think. It's got some really nice pieces. I mean, it's it's doing the tailoring. It's got really nice kind of luck white tailoring but it's also yeah it's also doing fashions yeah. really well so yeah they are tropical prints amazing jumpsuits as well like wide legs and palazzo pants and like loads of things that you wouldn't necessarily associate with a kind of more conservative brand like Massimo Dutti um, I think their shoes are really good I was as well yeah yeah I noticed their black suede pointy with a bow I was just yeah. about to say oh, those yeah. ones are Fam. amazing yeah. and there's, totally. a, there's a pair from The Row which I sent yeah. you Ashley last week which I think they're a copy of but I mean it's um, like a tenth of the price yeah, like it's yeah, yeah they're amazing yeah. the other shoes I thought were great were the sort of long van um, style ballerina pumps yeah, in a blush cute. that mm-hmm. are everywhere now I thought those were great and the other thing that really stood out for me was this green <laughs> off the shoulder you um, yeah. asymmetric dress which I've been sending to all my pretty much all my <laughs> girlfriends so they're None of them are connected. They're all different groups of friends yeah. anyway. Two of them have now bought this dress. Did another one bought it. So I, I can't host anything, so they're all going to turn up in this green <laughs> dress. But actually, I was with one of them. We were driving down Ken High Street the other day on our way to the Diana thing, and... I was like, that's the dress. And she was like, oh, it is really nice. It's this amazing green. Yeah, it's like a bottle green, like suit, like emerald, right? So let's talk about that green because mm. it's suddenly everywhere. It's As you say, it's not a colour you would associate or that shade of green. Yeah, exactly. Because it's quite a sort of, it's not straight emerald. It's a bit khaki, it's a like bit emerald. It's like a bright grass. Like it just, yes. yeah. Like a more of a tropical green, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, but I think it's really nice. And it's not a colour I would ever wear, but probably with a tan, you mm-hmm. can just about get away with it. But I think it looks amazing on a brunette. Yeah, I think it's, I actually I think it's quite flattering. I think if you're pale, it's a good colour for you because it's bright. You know, yeah. it's better than kind of a lot of the blushes and that kind of colour that's around at the moment. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, on a brunette, I think it's it's stunning. Such a nice shade. Yeah, so this season, yellow and green, I mean, they are not colours I would ever go for. Nope. But anyway, if you want to do it, go and get that green it. dress from Massimo Dutti. Um, the other trend that we just can't get enough <laughs> of is the statement earring. Um, <clears throat> and we did a piece focusing on J. Crew yeah. and their tassel styles in particular. Yeah. Which are obviously inspired by the Oscar de la Renta. Mm-hmm. Big, great, you're nodding. Yeah. And Alex, do you know these ones? Are they yes. great? Yeah, amazing. And I love the orange pom-poms as well. Yeah. I think your your kind of association changes as trends come back in. We exactly. always talk about this with pink. Yes. Like a year ago I was saying to Ash, like, I would never wear pink. Whereas yes. now it's all I wear. And <laughs> I think that I think that that's the same yeah. with the statement earrings. Like it, yeah. when it becomes more mainstream, yeah. you start yeah. to think, oh I love that. Channel in the inner Pat Butcher. Yeah. <laughs> From J. Crew to next. I just can't believe how great Next is this season. I know, it's <laughs> impressive. And yeah. it's just such a surprise, mm. isn't yeah. it? Somebody, a really welcome surprise. Yeah, a friend actually turned up to my house last night in this pom pom, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, they're next, and she was like, oh, you caught me. I was like, oh, watch my haul, <laughs> <laughs> and then you know. 
but um, yeah, obviously they're make, having a bit of a renaissance that people are actually now going to them as like yeah. a as like a kind of veritable high street option, which it kind of hasn't been for quite a long time. But they also do delivery. You know, it's a bit like John Lewis. It's just so easy. It's I mean, reliable. you can order it next at like six o'clock, mm-hmm. and it's in store the next day. It's such an efficient service. Yeah. Well, the next sale is like a huge thing, isn't it? Like yeah. people yeah, get up in the queue from like five in the morning to get. Do you the need for clothes? I was genuinely I go to the Boxing Day sale. It's become like a tradition with my mum. Like we get up at my mum, my sister, and me. Five o'clock in the morning, Boxing Day, queue outside. No, the <laughs> day. <laughs> that is the first thing I've heard of all what do you buy for clothes or for yeah for home? clothes yeah it's just so cheap like I have to say the last couple of years it's been a bit on this but that's not because of next I don't think that's because I live in a very small <laughs> place in Devon yeah because you might you're going to do an all nighter this year it's Maya. a tradition <laughs> yeah I know I can't wait I'll be there Bright and early, the first one in the queue. Do you? I love that yeah, sort of boxing day tradition. It's the yeah. next set. Why not? My mum loves it. It's sort of like a present to each of us. So that's like, so cute. It was Holly um, Scarcella from Pampelone who mm. came in. She was looking at that red dress, wasn't she? Yeah, sadly, that red dress is now sold out. The the boho one, not the senoritary one. Yes, the boho one, yeah. I saw the mothers of daughters had it on her. Lots of yes. Do you see yes. that? No, I saw the sandals that she had, and that's what yes. I realised. She is good now. Yeah, the next one. Yeah, so then that raised, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just think, much as you might be sitting there going I'm not an ex-chopper and I mean that was me it is just so worth looking at and the thing that we were so struck by was quality and the mm. details and nut butter I am a real convert to nut butter me too I love the stuff but I don't eat butter ever oh really ever 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 I never put it on my toast but I do now put nut butter on instead um, but like with all these things like all these things you can't eat too much and it said here that a tablespoon of most nut butters will set you back around 100 calories, that's okay, but 10 grams of fat. So if you think that the average woman should have about 80 grams of fat a day, that's an eighth of your daily fat content. Yeah, that is a lot. It's really high. Yeah. That is a lot. Do you cook with nut butters, Alex? Yeah, I'm, I'm a massive fan of butter on my toast. Like, I love it. Like, thick, salty butter, thicker than the bread. Absolutely <laughs> love it. You're a cook. I yeah. mean, you guys are bad with, well... Yeah. And maybe not, not such a fan of... Yes. Personally, not but we cater with it the whole time. So kind of press days and breakfast bites, and whether it's on top of kind of little granolas or porridges, or kind of even just on rye toast with banana and blueberries. Which yeah. are the best ones? Do you think? Oh, we um, we love pip and nuts, <laughs> and so she's great actually. She's really great. She's speaking at our conference. She is. Yeah. This week, she spoke at our Entrepreneurs Day. Mm. Um, there's one she does with coconut in or something. Have you had that yes, one? Yes, yeah, yeah. And I love the sachet idea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah we have loads of them. Yeah, yeah, and is the sachet yeah. a tablespoon? Is that one serving? I assume so. Yeah, I assume so. It's quite a lot, isn't it? Yeah. Because yeah. I do think it's so easy. I mean, even this morning, I was putting on my corn thins. And I, it's just so easy to just have a bit more yeah, and have yeah, a bit more. Yeah. And actually, before you know it, you've had... Yeah. quarter of your fat you, know, you, have, you have two tablespoons of that that's like a quarter of your daily fat content yeah. gone that's not much to play with but I mean um, we're, we're a fairly healthy office so Charlotte I imagine you don't have many other sources I mean I don't put like you know Cadbury's on top of it or anything yeah. but I mean it's, 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 that's the point of the article isn't it that it's something to kind of be wary of yeah totally as long as you're aware and keep everything balanced I just think then there's you can't really go that wrong yeah. and there are you've got to be ha- you've got to be careful yeah. so if you're having loads of nut butter for breakfast and then you're having you know avocados and seeds and mm. I, know, I know that seems like such a healthy diet but it does mount it's up so high as Barker yeah. yeah. says calories and fat do matter let's talk about TV what's everyone been watching this week I'm watching Paula has anyone seen that? no mm. 
Uh, it's a new BBC Two three-part series, so only one's been out so far, I believe. It's about a teacher whose life starts to spiral out of control. In the first episode, you watch it thinking, where's this, like, where's the spiraling happen? She's just a bit of a mess, but nothing major's going on. And then right at the end, it's just like, whoa. Is it the one, what's the name of the actress in it? Uh, Denise Go. Yes, Goff. Okay, so I saw her in a play, she was in that play I saw the other week, that I saw that um, Andrew Garfield play at the National Angels and Demons, and she is unreal, like, the most incredible actress. So, yeah, I actually want to watch that. I saw the advert, and I was like, I know her. Yeah. Yeah, It's good. I think Paula. Paula, yeah, okay. like that's her what name, the main character. BBC Two. So we were talking about three girls yeah. last God. week, and I I've actually now watched the first two. Oh. That first episode yeah, was just horrible. horrific. Yeah. I watched them all on Friday nights actually. Oh, did yeah. you? Friday night, <laughs> <Glass of> Rosie. <laughs> and I watched one, and I was like, I've got to watch the next yeah. one, but I had to fast forward a few bits. I just. Oh, I was very unsuccessful. Yeah, awful. Tor yeah. was saying she watched five minutes and turned it off. Really? Yeah. And I was watching it, and I was like, no, I really do want to yeah. see this through. Incredible, actually, with the kind of the, the social workers involved and how kind of their story and they're taking it all. And, and then actually, on the, at the end of the last episode, kind yeah. of where they all are now. But it's really. Oh, I'm going to watch yeah. it. Yeah. I need to watch the third episode. I need to watch the first episode. I mean, it's horrible, but that doesn't mean you should stop. It's not unbearable. It's just really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. What is so harrowing? What do they show? There's a couple of. Rape they, scenes, right? Or, like, it's, it's, I it's not that bit. Yeah. It's just really, it's just horrible to see. I think you know where it's going from the minute it starts. Yeah, totally. You see this girl from like you know, quite a nice family, the vulnerability, and you can just see it happen, and, and you can apply that set of circumstances to so many others and you can yeah, just see how relatable. people who grow up in those sort of surroundings yeah. um, you can just see how they how they fall into those ways and yeah. how they're taking advantage of you're willing her to go home aren't you at points you're yeah. kind of re- you really feel for the girls and you're kind of yeah. think you're saying to them like, oh my god please go home go home go home like they're so vulnerable mm-hmm. and you just it's yeah it's quite an emotional watch so they call it three girls and one of them is this kind of madam and you kind of blame her and then as it goes on, you realise that she was a victim as mm. much as the others and she yeah. was only 15. But it's basically, it's about Rochdale and, yeah, all these That's girls so groomed for sex. I read somewhere someone saying it's the programme, it's a series that you should make your children watch. I think it really was, should, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, having yeah. two girls, God, would I want them to watch that? But actually, it's the sort of thing my dad has exposed them yeah. to. Yeah. It. It's, it's like graphic stranger danger, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like you don't want to muddy their minds but equally if it's for a greater purpose then maybe yeah, it's worth completely. it are you a tv yes girl alex yes so either totally trashy or i don't have to think um i kind of That's love it i love or something kind of really like factual like the trial i thought was amazing i don't know if you guys watched that that's another what's the trial it was um, a fake case, but a real jury and a real judge and real barristers, and it was about um, a murder, which, yeah, fictionally happened. Um, but it was, yeah, it was quite interesting. It Recently. ran over five nights, I think last week. Mm-hmm. So right. it's but yeah, on the other hand, Love Island, like, mm-hmm. got really into it. Love Island, is that what you're going to oh, talk about? Gosh. Georgie, there are some big fans in the office of Love Island. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge You them. included. Yeah, yeah, oh my God, yeah. I cannot wait yes. every night now for the rest. Yeah. I don't know how long it is on for, but pretty much the whole summer. Yeah. The what, so every year, this is like Big Brother, but... Yeah, but it's quite new. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, it was old. Yeah. But it's years ago, and then last year. Yeah. Yeah. 
last year they were the popular. popularity of it is new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can't really talk about some bits. And it, well, I go, like, like, who watched it last night? And we were like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no one can talk about it. It's so explicit. Like, it's really, I find it really quite shocking. It's not new. I mean, this used, it was on like TV. Oh, no, no, yes. Yeah, like Paul Janan and other people, Sophie Anderson and like proper Z listers were on it, like, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, and but they're not celebrities anymore. They're just no, like they're real people. Okay. So, I mean, Most of them are sort of like you know, aspiring personalities, yeah. aren't they? Like, yeah. like towel yeah. types. Yeah, yeah. models or other grid girls and things like that. Not to be judgmental, but the majority of them. What? Sorry, are sorry. Yeah, grid that? girls. Grid girl. <laughs> yes, like they go out and start of like motorsports competitions with big flags. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> like slack. Like, yeah, grid girl. But I mean, it is trashy but seriously addictive. So yeah. has it started yeah. tonight? tonight. Yeah. yeah. Trouble with me is I'm so all or nothing. So <laughs> if I start watching yeah, something like yeah. that, I will get addicted. But it's do you know there's such pleasure in that? Mm. In yes. that, and people are so oh, you're not watching that rubbish. But I do get it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sort of rolling my eyes at <laughs> great girls and whatever else. But yeah. I think. This to me is such enjoyment you can get from just a bit of yeah. TV and evening. Like, how can that not be a good thing? Yeah, to, to have that. Is it half an hour? No, I think it's an hour. It's an hour isn't yeah. It? yeah. For how many weeks? It's like it is the whole of summer. I'm yeah. not sure exactly how many weeks it is, but I mean, yeah. they just develop their their own little life in there. Like they become so yeah. obsessed with <laughs> and they kind of love island yeah. life. They all mm. obviously the title suggests they all couple off, and that's the whole yeah. thing about the show. They have to couple each week. And, make matches otherwise they're out um, then they'll bring in a hotter girl or a hotter yeah. boy and then they can choose the start the uni holidays yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. can we talk about difficult women yes because Rosie wrote a piece on this book everybody is talking about this mm-hmm. book yeah. I need to read this book Charlotte you've read it yes short stories yeah so which I would ne- I would never normally turn to short stories Nor I'm would a normal kind of girl but they have a kind of there's a like novelistic vibe to them I think the thing that's made it such a hit is they are beautifully written like really they're so visual so stunning really quite graphic quite each story even though it can only be a couple of pages sometimes are like really quite they, they're harrowing or they're depressing whatever yeah. they really kind of get to the point and like I'm guessing although I haven't finished that the reason it's been so popular is because anyone can relate to some of the women that are within it so you might you know and you might have nothing to do with some of them or be like oh god I can't relate to this at all but actually mm. there's always going to be a story in there that you can feel god Lovely. I relate to that yeah so Rosie who wrote this piece wrote narrating the lies friendships compromises and relationships of both the privileged and impoverished expect everything from a female fight club to a woman who pretends to not notice that her husband swaps places with his twin yes I've read that one it's and so bizarre a stripper finding herself through college it's the breadth of experiences that makes this book so striking no perspective is excluded yes which I which I, I think it sounds brilliant I yeah. genuinely really want to read, read it I, I, I saw I, I, they read. yeah well I downloaded it on my Kindle and I was like oh what you were saying before about sleeping yeah. so I was like okay I'll read one before I go to bed each night nice. and actually I've been reading like three because they're oh, really gosh. because I say yeah. they're really quick um, and that yeah they're good you want you want to read the next one each time I think and lots like of, 20 of them or something like that yeah something yes. like that let's talk about what's on in the UK this summer uh, it's kind of summer pop-up madness right now isn't it has anyone been to the Brixton pop-up oh is that the beach the beach yeah. yes mm. so is it new because I went last no. year to a thing called Brixton Beach yeah it's the same so it's has the it second moved? second year I don't it's know it's the same place Pope's but it's Road, the same, it same people. Yeah, I went last year. And not is it good? Year. Yeah, it is cool. Like, mm. it is pretty much does what it says in the tin. You know, it's a drinks, food festival, 
covered in sand. And there was sand, I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> you, Alex, you're nodding, have you been? Yes, I went um, last year, went to celebrate my younger brother's birthday. There were some quite fun nights there last year. They did, had like a Craig Charles Funk and Soul night, which is full of like the older crowd on a Sunday, just kind of, yeah, sun yeah. and a few beers. It seems cool. to be, there seems to be a real craze for these, well, I mean, why not? We don't get the nice weather very often, but, you know roof decks and these beach parties there's this new one called Neverland that's opened just across the road I think we're going on a work night out yeah we are Carla's trying to organise it is she yeah great pay like 10 quid or something to get in and then oh this is what I'm told um, and then there are barmen slash cocktailmen there so you can buy spirits there and oh, they'll mix see. your cocktails. Oh, cool, like BYOC. Yeah. That's lovely. That's BYOC? Yeah, it's a... Bring your own cocktail. Bring your own cocktail. So it's, there's a few. It's a bar in London. There's one in Soho and one in Camden. And you bring spirits. And then there's a barman there. And oh, you bring, okay. And, and you, like, drinks. learn different yeah. drinks. Yeah. So that's that's quite nice. And quite nice that there's something happening South. on this bridge this yeah. way. Yeah. And the other one that everyone talks about, and I know it's not new this year, is Pergola. On the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Isn't I've there a there. new one? Am I, there's yeah, two there's this year, right? Yeah. So there's the original one, which is at Shepherd's Bush, and then I think they've opened one in Paddington. Paddington, yes. yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I went to the, I think their first Saturday there, so kind of know the owner, and yeah, two great guys behind it and doing really well. And, it was, and what's so great about it? Well, it was really fun. We kind of spent a Saturday there on bank holidays, so we kind of had these, what you call kind of day beds at the top. So it was lovely. So kind of rosé, it was sunny, mm-hmm. and then Dan says it's a street food. It is brilliant. And if it rains, what do you do? If it rains, the street food bit's undercover, but kind of with a lot of natural light. And yeah, I mean, upstairs, there's a kind of a bar, so you'd probably just head downstairs. But it was great. It was amazing. But it's it's not the most cost-effective way mm-hmm. to kind of spend an afternoon. That's <laughs> you just work it down. Yeah. The beer yeah. is probably a good idea. The, the one's yeah. worth one. And can you book your day beds? Yes. You can yeah. book in advance. Um, I actually spent my birthday there this year. I went to the White City one. Oh, yes, you did, yeah. didn't you? It wasn't as hot as I'd hoped, but it was still really fun. Like, it's one of those perfect summer days, drink the, mm. drink the day away kind of places. They've done it so well, because mm. essentially it's car, the top of a car park. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it they is. They have like, painted everything white. Like, if it's a bright sunny day, you could be in Ibiza. It's yeah. actually it's like really cool. that. Yeah. And yeah. it's got cool tunes. Cool tunes. Yeah. Like, the street food that's there is decent street food. Yeah. Um, exactly, yeah. Like, beautiful. Like, yeah. They've covered all the framework with like flowers and stuff like it's really cool really Instagrammable oh, yeah. Yeah, a magnum of rosé so. yeah. 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 yeah as you say not cheap but so nice that you can do that kind of thing in London I think mm-hmm. yeah. um, anything that you're involved in this summer Alex Oh, what have we got? So we have got lots going on. We've got a couple of really cool supper clubs. So kind of um, trying to organise an alfresco one. So just to kind of enjoy the weather. And yeah. why do you host those? So um, we're in-house at Loft Studios. So kind of we're going to do one up there. Where's Loft Studios? So up in Kensal. Right. Which has a really cool <laughs> um, outside space. And then we're also chatting to a few venues in Peckham to try and do an outside um, supper club and there. do you do a lot of supper clubs? Yeah, we do. We recently, um, I've got one on Thursday with two girls who were both on MasterChef who are brilliant. Um, so oh, which ones? Yeah, totally intimidating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joey, um, Joey, Joey O'Hare, and then Maxine. Oh, not the recent one. Not the recent one. Sorry, yeah, a couple of years ago. Okay. So doing the one with those, with the, and it's kind of she wears the trousers. So very kind of women, and one of the girls runs a chef trouser. She set up called poker pants, which is very cool and on trend and comfortable chef trousers. Don't know if you've ever worn <laughs> so any, but they're not fashionable. But these <laughs> poker pants <laughs> definitely. Are. Yeah, exactly. And then we did a really big one um, last month, which is where we had five of the ex-offenders I employ with five top chefs. So yeah. tell us about this, this is this sort of social enterprise? Yes. 
So I um, yeah, employ five ex, ex-prisoners and have done for the last like, four or five years now. And how did that come about? I think that's fascinating. came about... Why did it, I was just really naughty when I was younger. Like, mm-hmm. absolute terror. Um, and you mean to prison? Uh, just near miss, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. Um, yeah, near miss. Okay, so that's kind of, story for another yeah. time. <laughs> um, and so kind of, yeah, I just got involved with this charity and then really luckily, you know, kind of work with lots of the boys, actually, and kind of do a lot of fair bit of work in the prisons as well um, and then employ do you yeah, how brilliant do they I would love us to interview them oh my goodness, do, I, yeah, I always I have this sort of split persona that when I was 17 I wanted to join the prison service that my mum finds quite strange when she yeah. looks at me and says you do what you do I was in the cadets and and have always been fascinated by prisons actually I yeah. went to a talk the other day given by the governor of Wandsworth prison yeah talking about prisons and you know that one of the big things David Cameron was working on, or um, what's his name, Sarah Vine's husband, Michael Gove was working yeah. on, was kind of decentralising prison budgets, yeah. so giving the budgets to the governors to do things. Yeah. And anyway, he's, I don't know if it's gone ahead, but anyway, he was kind of piloting the scheme. Great. And he was talking about businesses and just really encouraging mm-hmm. everyone yeah. Prisons. And I was sitting there thinking, God, it's something I'd love to get involved in. I'm not sure it's quite right for sheer laughs. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah, we, um, yeah, we that's did, not to yeah. say I don't. Yeah. I mean, we're collaborating with Bad Boys Bakery in Brixton. It's a separate to the boys I employ because one of the gentlemen I employ comes from Brixton every day, actually from prison and goes back every day. But we are working with Bad Boys Bakery and releasing a product, and we've had to put it on hold because of the election. Because you're not allowed to take journalists into a public funded building infuriating but we are taking in 10 journalists to come into bad boys bakery so i can ask charlotte if we've got a spare slot as and when it comes back up for one of you guys to come yeah um, i would love yeah, to cover that i come think in it's and so have brilliant a, yeah have a cooking lesson with the boys and yeah. me and we're going to make this tart and yeah we were like what do you want to name it to the boys they're like we've thought of a really good name i was like great great they're like um, summer tart. I was like, <laughs> great, yeah, great, fantastic. That'll catch the head. Take them like a week to come. Yeah, that. I was like, no problem. <laughs> We've got um, it. Yeah, We've got yeah. it. Yeah. So when the election's over, we have had to just reschedule everything, which has been a bit of a shame. But we're then, yeah, and it's all about rehabilitation and trying to raise awareness of employability as they come out. And, and how does it work with paying them? So I employ them all fully. Yeah, and some of the boys earn our salaries because they've been moved so long. And well. they earn the money that is completely. Yeah. If, they, if it's a gentleman that comes on day release in prison it's quite rare to do that now because of the open prisons and having moved but um, I pay his into a, a victim support he, a bit of his percentage goes to victim support charity and then he gets the rest of it so you have five of them one comes on day release yeah exactly and then the rest are full time and yeah. And they're what ex-prisoners ex-prisoners they're, much, they're, they're kind of younger boys yeah so they've done all sorts from kind of drug dealing to a bit of kind of GBA and they've had really tough backgrounds think that like going back to, yeah, uh, to three, three girls, girls. And yeah that's why it really kind of hit home with me but they are so brilliant like I've got one boy Ray who is so naughty but I just love him because he's so naughty and if they had any kind of um, education in prison because one of the things the governors of Wandsworth were saying mm-hmm. at this talk was you know well, it's kind of twofold. One is prevention, but how are you ever going to beat that? Because people are always going to be born into these circumstances. And the other is education to kind of prevent reoffending. Have they had any kind of preparation for yes. life after prison? Yeah, I think so. And that, I kind of, that's why I went into Brixton recently to talk to people who are kind of training these prisoners. But there is a lot of education in prison. You've just got to be ready to do it and willing to do it. But it's incredibly difficult. Yeah. And I was chatting about how you need to be quite aware of food trends. And obviously, you know, these gentlemen by who they don't have Instagram or they're not you know they don't have the media so kind of coming out and you know actually kind of getting a job and being hot on food trends or 
you know what you need to be a chef these mm-hmm. days is quite versatile they've kind of been quite traditionally trained but then I was explaining that all you need is a good bit of hard work and a good bit of passion and any employer will see that yeah. and also you don't need a huge amount of experience in the hospitality industry you've just well, got to be able to work hard that's why it's such a great industry for yeah. them and a lot of companies are kind of looking to prisoners for employment like Pret, um, a great story that one of the gentlemen that released out of Wandsworth he now is in New York kind of running like a bunch of oh, yeah God. yeah like amazing and there's really? yeah all sorts of roastery like a coffee bean company based in Wandsworth and why just men and not any women so the majority um, of um, ex-offenders are gentlemen so it's just kind of the ratio yeah. but also the London riots sparked the Key for Life charity like it's yeah called Key for Life you guys could mentor I mentor young gentlemen we just hang out and have a, have a latte every <laughs> so often um, but it was after that that's you know so those boys are coming out of prison now and it's kind of really helping them and sometimes just a person to call and say I'm a bit bored or you know can we go for a coffee or you know what are you up to just a chat sometimes it's kind did, of you, really did you set out to set up a social enterprise or did you first start with the social pantry and then it came next first started with social pantry and, and then it just came next evolved. and then the name works really well yeah. I was going to say that's a lucky coincidence <laughs> yeah, totally. yes. yeah. God well I think that's really impressive yeah, we'll we come on down yeah do more down because actually down. it's up to us like you know we can all have a part to play can't mm, we yeah. definitely yeah um, yeah no, amazing by the way i came to one of your supper cards and it was oh, quite, i came to the diageo dinner oh yes it was oh, um, your food is amazing good, like honestly good. it's insane they oh, do the sharing, sharing platter they do these enormous sharing platters and they, like the way you present it is so cool they put it on mm. like big barrels and these amazing plates mm. and the, it was unbelievable good. such good food yeah, yes amazing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. coronation cauliflower yeah. yes yeah, yeah. coronation cauliflower well talking of veggies do you do a lot of veggie cooking yeah we do actually because um, we wrote a piece on the health mm. benefits oh, good. of going Veggie. And what's your conclusion that it should be veggie? Well, I don't know. I guess it's each their own. I was a vegetarian for about five minutes at school because the veggies used to get to eat from the teacher's trolley. (laughs) So I came home and told my mum, I think I was eight, and she rang my dad and he said, no child of mine will be a vegetarian. (laughs) My mother came off the phone and said, your father says no child of his will be a vegetarian. (laughs) So I went, okay, well, I'll have a piece of chicken for supper. And that's my career as a vegetarian. Do you find that there are events that people want catering for that are just vegetarian? Does that happen? Yes, yes. So we kind of, yeah, endlessly kind of doing vegetarian weddings, but also... Endlessly doing vegetarian weddings? Yeah, and also I kind of, yeah, I think it is something that should be totally celebrated. Like, I kind of have thought about getting veggie, but as a caterer, kind of, I feel it's quite a quite a stamp on it but it's so easy it's quite cost effective and actually just eating local and fresh it's it's you know just yeah I mean I was champing kind of ahead of the summer like a vegetarian barbecue so I was kind of like do it if you dare um and I just so think tell us what a vegetarian fun. barbecue looks like my husband would be like actually <laughs> yeah. but we did go to some friends once and it's vegetarian barbecue yeah. he's like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I feel like I do champion it, but it is quite a ter- yeah terrifying thing to do. But just some like just gorgeous salads. We're all about like incredible salads, like so tasty, so fresh, so simple. But kind of just like half grilled broccoli's are really fun. Like corn on the cob with some really cool butters. Like we did a miso butter the other day. And, oh, nice. You know, actually, like kind of if people don't realise there's no no meat, that's when you're winning. Mm. But we do kind of a, instead of coronation chicken, we do coronation cauliflower, and kind of it goes so well in a taco. Mm. So kind of with avo mousse and you know it's this really good cool oh, chunky and tomato salsa, salsa. Yeah. and it's just so tasty and fresh and kind of filling and it's so moorish yeah. you just go back for more 
So people almost don't really notice. But I think we're actually, yeah, we're quite good at veggies. What are the foods that you're doing the most that are the most popular? Really cool. So tacos, massive with Oaxaca. And, you know, I saw Tomasina the other day. And she was like, yeah, I've been doing tacos for years. And no one's listened. <laughs> I feel your pain, but I'm on your bandwagon. <laughs> so tacos are really cool. Things that are coming over from America, like coconut. Coconut ash is very trendy yeah, at the moment. That? So kind of like burnt inside of the coconuts, so kind of sprinkled on desserts. Mm. That's what that oh, ice cream was. Yeah, good. So kind of yeah, we try and interpret trends and then put our spin on it. Smalls, so kind of barbecue and oh, smalls. Oh, and I don't feel like I'd ever eat a whole one, but kind of yeah, <laughs> digging in and then sharing still is really popular. Let's talk about swimwear because we did a piece um, with. Heidi Klein mm-hmm. about important things to know before buying swimwear and actually I feel like I, I learned a bit from yes. this so I thought yeah exactly that to kind of get some tips on what just how to kind of know what you're looking for really yeah. and she yeah she came out with some nuggets really didn't she she did and also I think sort of so obvious is when you buy a bra I mean how many bras do you try on before you mm-hmm. buy the bra mm-hmm. or buy a new bra and it has to be a shape and a fit for you but yeah. yet with swimwear we're always willing to experiment aren't we but actually there probably is something that suits you yeah, yeah and you exactly. need to establish that exactly. yeah. she was like choose the fit before the trend I mean it sounds so obvious but how many people yeah. go I love that frill exactly. on a bikini top so I'm going to go for it but actually it Why might not? be the yeah. Yeah. Exactly. wrong shape yeah. for it um, the other thing she said, and I just believe this so much, and it was a girlfriend who said this to me a while ago, we've talked about it, but is that buying cheap somewhere is just a complete false mm-hmm. economy. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Because it just doesn't last. I thought it was interesting, um, her tips on washing or somewhere. Oh, I'm, yeah, guilty, yes. I'm guilty of everything she says not to do. She's yeah. like, don't wring it out, don't, yeah. you know, whatever it was, hang, make sure you so hang don't it. Don't wring it out, put it in a washing machine, machine or hang it in the sun to dry. Yeah, I, I mean, do I do all of those. I, do I put mine in one of those machines at the gym. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Oh, I've never yeah. done that. But oh my God, I have like expensive bikini and it goes. Yeah, no, no, no it's so bad for it, yeah. Um, and why wouldn't you put it in the sun to dry? How else are you going to I know, that's what I, yeah. Well, my I, brain I used to do surf lifesaving my whole childhood, and that's what I do to my swimming costume, at least, you know, four times a week from coming out of the sea from doing that. And that's probably why the bums went saggy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were cheap, I think, because they well, just hold their... sports cozies, so yeah. like the most flattering mm-hmm. anyway. <laughs> she also said adjustability is always something to prioritise mm-hmm. because they're all different yeah. shapes. And again, that seems really obvious, but she said look for features like tie backs and sides, mm. sliders to adjust coverage, and mix and match sizing with different style options. I mean, yeah, I agree. I think yeah. buying who is the same size on top and bottom. Exactly. Yeah. I also think if you don't like buying swimmer, the temptation is to go cheap and is to go yeah. budget because you just think, well, I don't really mm. like it anyway. But actually, this is like a cautionary tale, just not yeah. to, you know, it will feel much better if you actually invest. Yeah. The other thing that I learned at Beyondy Swimwear, um, which is a great swimwear brand, is I always used to go for bigger bottoms because I'm not tiny on the bottom half. So I always used to think it would look better if they were a bit bigger. And I remember going in there and trying on some tie bikini bottoms and I was like I'll have them in a size whatever and they were like no why are you getting that size and I was like well just because you know I don't want it too tight or showing too much butt or whatever and she was like no 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 it's way more flattering to have smaller ones that mm. fit you and aren't is it? hanging yeah. and otherwise you can like the ruching yeah. don't you yeah. and that just yeah that's yeah. Smaller, when it goes saggy it's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah actually a smaller mm, is, if, especially if you're going to wear like a triangle bikini the smaller the bikini is the slimmer you'll look. Yeah. That's well, it. It a, was the triangle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
Anyway, so there are some really good tips there. I have to say, I do have a high decline bikini, and I've had it for years, and it's like I have one live much longer than all my others. And you can feel the difference. You put it on, it's like putting a good bra on. Exactly. So we wrote a piece on dating apps. The dating apps every single girl needs to know about. It was actually a guy who was basically saying to me that he quite liked to meet someone, but he wouldn't do online dating. And then we determined by the end of the conversation that actually he would quite like to do online dating he just had to get over himself and he ended by saying well where do I go and I was like well Bumble I was like I know there are loads but I can't really tell you any others, Many others. so we wrote in a piece for this guy and I was talking to this I was at lunch yesterday and I was talking to a girl who's my age so she's what 36 single and it's half I was like mm. you know she works really hard she travels loads she really, like, she's a good catch, she's an attractive girl, really nice. And I was like, do you online date? And she was like, yeah, I do, but it's just, it's not that easy. And I was asking her which apps that she used. I think it was just Bumble she talked about. Mm. Why, people like Bumble because the woman is in control. Yeah. yeah. The girl speaks first. Yeah. So men can't approach women, basically. But it's funny, isn't it? Because there was such a stigma, like, ten years ago. I remember, in fact, it was someone I know who's sister met her husband and this was like really quite early on in the dating and you know they're both really normal and you know that sounds obvious to (laughs) say it now but you know a decade ago it wasn't so much the norm as it is now i i think there's a difference between online dating and using an app because online dating you're really putting yourself out there you know you have to build your profile and put your pictures up and all of this stuff whereas those things are just linked to your social media. So it take, it, it's, it's, all, it's kind of cavalier. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I joined, you know, Twitter. Not Twitter, like Bumble or whatever. Yeah. You know, it, you can kind of brush it off as being like, oh, well, I just downloaded it, whatever. And I know my friends do that all the time. They download, they get cringed out, they, they delete, and then they keep going. And I think it's just not as big a commitment. And it doesn't feel as kind of... I think people felt, rightly or wrongly, that they were being desperate by using websites. Website, whereas yeah. the app is not the same, I don't think. I think the reason why the app works so well and has been so popular is because it feeds into the social media for Phenomenal. Exactly. Like it is just like having Instagram, but for single dating. people, yeah, yeah, it really is. And do you know lots of people who online dates? No, but I know loads of people on apps. I've been to three weddings Sorry, where the people so met online. Yes, that's what online or by apps? I think of it. Um, the older ones probably it would have been like Match.com and stuff like that, but I think one was Tinder. Yeah, I mean, do you have to differentiate between the two? I don't. I don't know any young people who use. I think there's a websites. Yeah. So it's Bumble and app or a website? App. 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 These. These are all apps. Or all apps. This has got Match.com on it. Oh, interesting. But Match, that's they they does have an app. Have an app. Yeah, sorry, I think you're slightly splitting hairs to say this. So my friends would never, they, they would be horrified at the idea of setting up an online profile mm. on yeah. a website, but they would um, absolutely use Tinder, Bumble and all of those. And definitely. the whole point of this, As I said, I think that's splitting hairs. <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> this piece goes into what app or what website is best for what. So Match.com is more if you're really looking for a long-term relationship, mm. whereas Tinder is kind of known to be a bit more... It definitely, casual, <laughs> yeah, originally it was a real, like, you know, people were sending horrific pictures across Tinder of private parts, because it was all about <laughs> well, it was, just hooking up. It was supposed to be the straight person's grinder, wasn't it? That's yeah. Like the yeah. So, yeah. But I now have lots of friends that are in three-year relationships that met on Tinder. Mm. Do you? Yeah, oh, quite a few, actually. Oh, you. So. Um, I, I was fascinated by this one, Raya. I know. Yeah, dating a celeb. <laughs> Amazing. I think that's so funny. How does it work? 
Apparently, Cara Delevingne, Zach Braff, and Elijah Wood. Yeah, you have to find thousand followers and be incredibly beautiful. You have, have, you have to be successful, <laughs> extremely beautiful, and have yeah. Where's yeah. yeah. the longevity okay. in that? It's I love the solo house of online dating. Yeah. Yeah. I love the fact that if you've got five thousand, you're successful, but if you're not good looking enough, <laughs> you're out. <laughs> you're out. Yeah. There's also one if you want to meet men with a beard. Oh, yeah, that's great. So I think that's so There are also there are my friends all use the Jewish ones. There are like religious sect no, apps. J Day, no, well, so J Day is like the website, <laughs> but J Swipe, no, it's J Swipe is the app. J Swipe, yeah, sounds yeah, like an app. exactly yeah. that. You can meet like-minded Jews. Mm. Oh wow, there yeah. is an app <laughs> for everything: meeting a man with a beer, meeting a Jew, or even meeting your YouTube crush. Your tube, not YouTube. So like on the tube. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you fancy Zoella. I was just sitting there thinking, how is that any different to Zoella? Meeting your tube crush. I'm just wondering how this works. Anyone who lives in London is likely to have encountered a tube crush. I've point. had a wedding of a tube crush. Stop no, it. you oh, haven't. How? Oh, what happened? Um, but they're both quite odd. I'm sure they were. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just started chatting, and that's it. Married and recently had a baby. Yeah. Oh. Oh, if someone talks Jesus. to me on the tube, I'm like, yeah, like get on. I know. So at the <laughs> wedding, it was like tube names of the table places, and like, oh, well, that's oh, yeah, yeah. 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 quite nice. I think the way that's this so one cool. works is um, if you've both got the app, when you get off, whatever, it will basically say this person was on your tube and you can look and say, oh my God, that's the guy I fancied. A bit like happened. Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Which is quite, it's, it takes the I've definitely seen it on the tube before. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think I'd have loved app dating. I think that was a really fun round up. Let's talk about Lisa Potter Dixon's beauty rules because she's massive. She's huge. So she's benefits head makeup artist, but she's also got a massive following on YouTube and her Instagram. Instagram account um, but yeah there were some really cool little nuggets I think that we took away from here I love these pieces because it's it's like you're getting the kind of insider tips which are always the best aren't they yeah I love the mascara one I don't, when yes. have you ever put mascara on your bottom lashes yes. first yes. yes so she says hands up if you always put mascara on your top lashes first if this is you I'm afraid you've been doing it wrong when you apply mascara to your bottom lashes you look up and if you already have wet mascara on your top lashes it'll transfer to your eyebrow it's so so common sense often isn't it and you're just mm. like duh what? I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i've been doing that since now so she also said take time when you're doing your base she uses a beauty blender she uses a beauty <laughs> blender um and she bangs on about brows 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 and the power of a tint as well i th- i'm all for makeup to fit it in but actually as she said there's nothing like an eyebrow tint yeah to feel really I always say I would have my eyebrows tinted every other day if I could <laughs> they just do look much bolder and fuller and yeah, thicker like, just like straight away as you don't she need says. so much product then so they're not melting off your face throughout the day yeah. so that's great <laughs> And she says, tips for long-nasty makeup, try a setting spray. I do that now. I do, do too. You? Yeah, Twilgate yeah. one. An Urban Decay one, not the Urban Decay one that you have, but a different one. And the difference in makeup. I've had real problems with my makeup not staying on all yeah. day and was trying all different things. Mm. And it makes okay, so let's talk about this. Smashbox is a good one. Yes, I've heard yeah. that as well. Okay. So you use that every day? I wasn't. I started using it on sporadic days and then found that the difference was ridiculous. Mm. So yes, I have now started using yeah. it daily. In the last like, few yeah. weeks, not often, not for a long time. Got mine in a goodie bag, didn't know what it was for. And yeah, started wearing it and it was brilliant. I should actually get back on that. Love it. And which one was that? The Smashbox one. Okay. And it's obviously not greasy. Do you you feel it, your skin 
dries out of it when you put it on. No, it's it like work? spraying water all over your makeup. It feels so weird. You, my face is wet afterwards, yes. and, and you're like, whoa, how could this work? And you just have Hair to kind of sit and wait for a couple yeah. of minutes. And then, no, then you carry on as normal, and there's no difference, but it genuinely lasts And longer. do you still get that shine throughout the day when you've put one on? Yeah, so it doesn't mattify anything. It's not like a finisher, like a powder would be. Um, it just, I guess... This is really bad because I, I've told people in the office I've done this before. I knew. Nice young guys. Put hairspray on my face. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. I swear. I've seen them do that in gypsy weddings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have gypsy roots. So oh, that could be why. <laughs> you have gypsy roots, right? We need to talk about gypsy roots. My middle name's Rose because my nan, Rosa. Rosalie. Yeah. Really? She's a gypsy. Mm, well, That's she's so character cool. job, but she's not actually a gypsy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that's fascinating. She also said, don't use a powder in the summer. And I think that's a really good tip. I often forget it and go, damn, I've put powder on my face and I'm going out somewhere hot. But it does clog into your pores if you start sweating a little bit or into your creases of your eyes. And so how do you not look shiny when it's really hot? Just use like a blotting paper or something <laughs> instead of... Because I think oh, often... Oh, it's just one more thing to have, isn't it? But some foundations, when you put them on, aren't shiny when you put them on. It's as you you know, go out through throughout the day and you get a bit oilier that you get shiny and that is then just mopping up the excess rather than putting something on top. And if you're using a setting spray then you're not using it to fix, it's more the shine. So blotting would therefore work. Alex, let's talk about social pantry. I would have thought lots of people do know of you because you are always listed in the best caterers in London and you seem to be having huge success and have had huge success. But for those who don't know it, um, tell us what you do. So Social Pantry is an events and contract catering company with a cafe on Lavender Hill in Battersea. So we've got our production unit in Wandsworth and from there we cater for all sorts of events. We have lots of big contracts where we feed offices every day, Monday through Friday. We do private parties, so weddings and birthdays and celebrations. And then we also do lots of corporates. So in that will be the beauty brands, some which we've discussed today, lots of fashion labels, um, some really cool kind of partnerships that we do. And then we also kind of do supper clubs. So we've got one with Anthropology in a couple of weeks and kind of where we're teaming up with um, you know other, other names. Our tagline is fresh, season and delicious. If you're starting with great produce and keeping it really simple and just really fresh, it's really accessible food. The recipes are so simple, but it's good food and kind of cooked well and delivered well and served with style. And why do you think you've been successful? I mean, there's so much competition, isn't there, when it comes there to catering? Yeah, and I think it's th- that's also kind of great in a way. Like, I love it that we kind of are up against kind of rhubarb and rocket for quotes. And, you know, that's something to be really proud of. But it, with the competition being so fierce, and it really is, everything from kind of markets and supper clubs right through to kind of the big catering gigs, um, it is incredibly fierce. But I think that just makes you better and better. As soon as you kind of relax, you start to, you know, you start to fail or kind of lose concentration. And really only the best will survive in this kind of environment and moving forward. But that's something to embrace. And I, you know, take inspiration from, you know, all of our competitors and kind of, yeah, it makes us better, I suppose. Well, as Charlotte said, your food is truly excellent and if you haven't been to the cafe on Lavender Hill and you don't live many miles away then get down there um, thank you so much for joining thank us thank Alex. you for having me that's it for this week if you have any feedback do email podcast at sheerlux.com and if you enjoyed that then do please subscribe and review us on iTunes see you next week bye